0: Welcome to the Leading & Learning Through Safety podcast, where we discuss the technical and people side of safety. Safety should be your primary leadership tool for discovering more about your people and culture. Your host is Dr. Mark French, also known as the Safety Dude. Mark is a credentialed, experienced, and passionate professional with experience in automotive, food, chemical, nuclear, e-commerce, and energy sectors. He is going to share information and anecdotes from years of experience in the people side of safety based on industrial and organizational psychological theories. Safety is so much more than a technical skill. It is a motivational need that defines the culture of your organization. Employee safety is a meaningful business practice that makes a direct impact on everyone through direct behavioral engagement. That is why your organization should be using safety as a key method to learn about your culture and lead your teams. Thanks for joining this episode as we talk through current issues in people management and how they impact our everyday workplace.
1: And welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Mark French, and I am so happy that you have joined me. Um, sorry I missed last week. Just got beyond me. And you know what? As much as I love doing this, it just, it was too late when it was too late. <laughs> That happens. Uh, hopefully, you can see here, I am recording in, in a whole new area. I have some really cool signage here, so uh, I would encourage you a couple of new things here. First, um, I'm recording somewhere new, uh, and so if you're a part of the YouTube group and you want to actually see this magic happen live or recorded as it was live, you can go to my YouTube channel. And how do you find that? Well, you can go to markafrench.com, or you can go to tsdaconsulting.com. And I would encourage you to go check out the latter as I just had my website completely redone. And so super excited about that because it looks really nice. It doesn't look like I designed it, uh, which was my original web pages. We Decided to find someone that could actually help me do that. So thankful for that. I would encourage you that as you make that leap into the web world, if you need help, I can make some recommendations and it's not me, (laughs) but hope you like the new stage here. Uh, Really excited to be back here recording, to be back in my newer ish studio, kind of in a whole new way. So what I want to do is kind of redo something I talked about two weeks ago. So something I do to help me sleep uh, when I'm on an airplane is I will listen to my podcast. (laughs) I hope it doesn't have the same effect for you that it does me. Uh, But that's what I do. I listen to myself and I think, oh man, that's great. I probably should take a nap now and I fall asleep. But I was listening to my last podcast and really enjoyed it from the standpoint that there was a lot more I wanted to say that I don't think I said very well. And it's all about this idea of that safety has always been common sense. I don't believe in that. I really don't believe in common sense because it's not common anymore. This world is way too diverse for something to be as common as sense. I want to explain that. I didn't think I did a great job doing that, but let me refresh. So what this was about was that there was a news story, an insurance bulletin. Unfortunately, a minor was one of those street sign holders, jugglers for a local business. Something happened, and unfortunately, this person lost their foot. Debilitating injury, 17 years old, uh, there was arguments around the insurance company and this fight in the legal system that took years. Ultimately, the plaintiff finally won. He got his money for his injury. The argument that the defense was making was along the lines of that everyone knows the dangers of being a sign holder. Therefore, they shouldn't be responsible for having to educate because it's just common sense, in other words. And I disagree with that so much. And I want to talk a little bit more about that this week, because common sense is not common and not in a bad way. It's because we have advanced so far as a human race that it is so difficult to say what is common sense for common sense for me and common sense for you are two very different things. Why? Lived experiences. At one time, we were a very closed society. There wasn't ways to travel easily. There wasn't ways to relocate easily. There wasn't ways to educate yourself remotely. You had to experience it. You had to go out and do it. And now it's so different. So let me use a very very basic example. And this is something that shocked me uh, so much, and it, it reminded me of what a diverse in what an amazing world we live in that's a little bit scary and that common sense isn't common. And so let me, I live in the country. I have lived in the country all my life. I moved into a city for a few years for work. Uh, Well, it wasn't like a huge, huge city, but it was nonetheless a city. It was an experience. But my common sense living in the country is very, very different than the common sense of someone who's living in a very large city. And I'll give you an example. For me, I go outside and there's woods, there's trees, there's animals, there's insects, there's things I have to be aware of. And that's common sense to me because I grew up that way. I grew up being around the stuff that comes with a country living and what animals to look for, like to be aware of when it's snake season and when I want to stay out of the woods I was traveling to New York city and I was on the subway bouncing around with a friend, looking at some safety issues with our team. And I was watching, it was the end of the school day and there were kids coming out of the schools. They were getting on the subway, going to their home and then walking home together in groups. My nearest neighbor is like a quarter mile down the road. There's no subway. Like the bus would pick me up as an individual when I rode the bus and take me to school miles and miles away. And you hear about, like, people in the country, we hear about, all oh, the dangers of the city, the dangers of the subway, just like I'm sure that uh, city, sometimes city people hear about the dangers of our country folk out here. It's perspective, isn't it? It's really about that perspective of what is come. These children were brought up to know the hazards. They were brought up, for me, even I as an adult, really wasn't sure of the behavior. First time on a subway. So perfectly honest there, first time. And it was eye opening because I realized I was out of my element unless someone taught me. Luckily, I was with someone who had done it before, been there, done that. And they were able to coach me through. So I wasn't completely lost and kind of knew the etiquette and knew what I should be and not be doing. Just like if someone came to the country to visit me, I couldn't assume that they know everything I know. Like, hey, that's poison ivy, that's poison oak, that's poison sumac, that's a snake. Those are things that would not be common sense. And so why would we assume that in the workplace, in our workplace now is very, very different landscape than what it ever has been as far as the complexity of our work? Why would we assume that work is common sense also. No way. And it shouldn't ever be assumed that way. So when we look at this idea of the the sign guy out there spinning the sign, that is not common sense. There is nothing common sense about that because I'll be honest, I've never done that before. And so how would I know what to look out for? I could kind of predict a little bit based on my other lived experiences. But again, it's based on, lived experiences. For instance, I'll give another quick example, and this is about cooking. And if you don't teach a child about cooking and the dangers of of using an oven or a stove, they either learn through you educating, they learn through experience, or they learn by seeing someone else have an experience. That's how that works. That's how this idea that's kind of false about common sense is so different. We need to understand people's lived experiences to be able to ter- determine what is common sense. There is the key. And I want to come back to that. So the second half, I want to dedicate to more of the practical idea of that there is a such thing as having knowledge and experience. But how does that apply to us as safety professionals and how we can do what we do better? More on the second half of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. T-S-D-A Consulting, learn you, lead others. The Myers-Briggs Type Indicator is an amazing tool. Problem is that it can be easily misinterpreted. Dr. Mark French is MBTI certified and ready to help you discover your inner strengths. The MBTI assessment can help with team building, stress management, communication, conflict management, and so much more. Individual and group sessions are available to help you discover what makes you great. For more information, visit us on the web at tsdaconsulting.com. And welcome back to the second half of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Again, I'm happy you've joined me. I'm happy you're still with me. Hopefully you're still awake maybe. <laughs> so I want to continue this discussion about common sense and what does that mean in the safety world. And what I have found from a very, to creating a meaningful and effective safety training is that we have to know our audience. We have to understand a little bit about their background, and that can be difficult in this virtual world, especially because we don't know where they're coming from. We may be teaching someone across the country about safety principles, and that's where we always blanket it because we want to cover everything. We want to make sure we don't forget just in case that person doesn't have that lived experience that we can give them that knowledge and I've found that in my experience, and I've told this story before when I was doing like countrywide education and I was doing the same safety training, like three or four times a day to onboard people virtually during the pandemic a few years ago, that I was doing the training and I always tried to give it my best. I tried to make it as interesting, even though I was saying the same things over and over again, because I couldn't get to know these audiences from all over the, the country. And it was usually pretty large groups at times. I had to do my best to still make it interesting as I could. And after one of the trainings, I do a little bit about bloodborne pathogens. Just, hey, avoid them. We have trained people. They'll do the cleanup. They'll do the first aid. But if you see blood or bodily fluids, use universal precautions. Don't touch them unless you're trained. Uh, Someone told me after that that they had never been trained in that. They'd been in the workforce for 10 plus years and never had a training on basic bloodborne pathogen awareness, which is a requirement that if you could come in contact with it, which could be as minor as someone getting a cut and you knowing to who to call, like find the person with the uh, first aid badge or first aid sticker on their hat, as easy as that and knowing you don't touch it yourself, go get some help. Didn't know that. Never been educated on it. So even some of the basic things that we as safety professionals are so well-versed in, sometimes we're teaching it for the first time depending on that person's lived experience. Even someone who could be a very seasoned worker may not have gotten the safety training they needed or deserved. We may be that first opportunity. We may be that first time. And that's where it helps to know. And to understand, hey, has anyone seen this before? Maybe asking questions, let them answer on their own. One of the fun safety trainings was like a game show where they would ask questions about fire and fire extinguishers so that even if you didn't know the answer, maybe your teammates did and you could hear the answer and go, oh, I learned something. Really neat. Because then it was good for all skill levels without being embarrassing to anyone who may not have known that in the past. So how do we use this? as safety professionals, as as people who want to lead other people, how do we do this? Step one, know the hazards. Take a little bit of time to understand the hazards of whatever work we're doing. And that's a simple JSA. We call it JSA. We call it a JHA. All kinds of names for this. But even if you're just a, a basic, simple, small business owner or someone who leads other people you don't have to go through the super formal process and have this super large written document but i encourage you to take some time and write down here are the hazards that we know come with this job maybe it's traffic maybe it's sunshine because you're out in the the sun maybe it's weather related maybe it's machinery There's things that we can list that we know are hazards or could be dangerous, could create harm. From there, you put down mitigation steps. Well, we're going to provide a cooler of water. We're going to teach you to stay four feet back from the edge of the road until traffic is stopped. We are going to provide sunscreen. We are going to provide machine guarding training and lockout tagout training. So I'm just throwing in ideas out there we start with that. And then we move to the person itself. If it's just one person we're training, it gets really easy and it gets really personal. And I don't say easy from like, oh, you just hand it to them. I mean, easy that we know the person and that we can use that information to tailor that that safety message directly to them. We can make it really meaningful very quickly because we know the person and we're able to help teach and train And guide them through the process. And that's awesome when we're able to have that personal connection to understand what is common sense to them. Maybe they've worked around machinery in all their life. Maybe they have been grew up working on cars. Maybe they grew up as their parents were, were farmers or loggers, or maybe their parents had some other item that they taught them we can use that to make that safety training meaningful in larger groups. It's going to be all about making sure we understand the hazards and teaching the hazards and the remedy. A lot of times we can forget to make that connection of why does this matter? And because it does get at times relatively repetitive. If you've been through where I've been at a company, for instance, and you've been through my safety training and, It unfortunately, as hard as I try, there are certain things every year I've got to say safety data sheets and sometimes in organizations, there's not a lot of chemicals. And so that talk can get bland. I'll be honest. I know it does. I have to perform and I know you have to hear it. It gets a little bland at times. The connection is the why you may have to come into contact with this cleaner. If you do be careful, Here's the safety data sheet. Here's where the precautions we want you to take and the why, because we care and because it can hurt you with these types of items. That's where it's so important that we take that time to create common sense. It's not just something that we're, we have innately, we've learned it. It's a learned experience. It's a learned methodology And that's important that we recognize that in this great diversity that we're now in, common sense varies dramatically because it's not just regional. It's not just uh, us in our little pockets anymore. It's a much more global item to think about safety, which is kind of cool when you think of it that way. So I really appreciate you joining me on this episode of the leading and learning through safety podcast. Again, check out my webpage so you can come and see the, uh, the cool video of me standing here talking to you, (laughs) markafrench.com, tsdaconsulting.com. Also, don't forget, I'm going to be at the Kentucky safety conference, actually with this setup, doing some live podcasting coming up in May in Louisville. And then in August, I'm going to be delivering a uh, one of their general workshops at the Tennessee Safety Congress, Safety, the Gateway to Engagement. So I would, I'd love for you to be there if you're around the Nashville area. I'll also have my booth set up. I'll be there again. I'm going to be a speaker and uh, have my booth, probably do some live podcasting. I'd love to interview you. I'd love to get to know you and have you tell me about what you're experiencing in the world of leadership and safety. I think it'd be a lot of fun. It's gonna be fun for me. I hope it'd be fun for you again, May in Louisville.
0: listening to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Join the online conversation at www.markafrench.com. All opinions expressed on the podcast are solely attributed to the individual and not affiliated with any business entity. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitute for proper policy, appropriate training, or legal advice.
1: And until next time we chat, (laughs) stay safe.
0: has been the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast.